SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two of the morning after on a Wednesday, right here live from Los Angeles, inside the Super Bowl Media Center in downtown L.A. on the FanDuel Sportsbook set. I am Ben Stevens, and you are listening on Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, and watching all across the Sports Grid Network. The midweek of Super Bowl week. Now just four days away from Super Bowl Sunday between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. No movement in those odds right now. The Rams still a favorite of four points on the FanDuel Sportsbook and the over-under has remained the same at 48 and a half. We'll look at the Super Bowl a little bit later on in this second hour, but we begin with some action that happened not too far away from us last night. Right across the street from the LA Convention Center here in downtown Los Angeles is the newly coined Crypto.com Arena, where last night the Los Angeles Lakers were hosting the Milwaukee Bucks. The Lakers were a home underdog, getting four and a half points at home, and it was the Milwaukee Bucks picking up the win as a favorite and a cover as well. Milwaukee led by as many as 30 points about midway through the third quarter. They had a 22-point lead at the break. The Lakers fought back a little bit down the stretch, but Milwaukee still winning comfortably 131-116 over Los Angeles last night. Now, four straight wins for the Bucks. They have covered in all five games. In fact, in their five most recent wins, they have covered in every win along that stretch as well. A total of 234 in a hook last night goes way over five of six games now for Milwaukee have hit the over. It snapped a three-game cover streak for the Lakers not being able to cover that four-and-a-half-point underdog spread last night. A position the Lakers have been comfortable in here as of late as Los Angeles has been booked as an underdog in five of the last seven. A huge night for Giannis yesterday inside Crypto.com Arena. 44 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists, doing that all with a very efficient shooting night from the floor as well. 17 of 20 from the floor last night for Giannis Antetokounmpo in a 15-point win for the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, what will be interesting here, just about 24 hours left until the NBA trade deadline across the association. There have been some speculation and rumors about what might happen with Los Angeles's roster as they try to set a better path now moving forward. We're almost at the All-Star break but we're past the 50-game mark in the NBA out of the 82-game regular season that we have in the association. In the tone last night, after this 15-point loss to the Bucks at home from LeBron and AD and Russ, wasn't really great. LeBron was asked if the Lakers are playing at the championship level of the reigning NBA title winners in the Milwaukee Bucks. LeBron flat out said no. Does he think they can get there? Maybe, but not right now. Not a great tone for the preseason favorites to win the Western Conference, that being the L.A. Lakers at plus 
195. Now in the Western Conference, the second best odds belong to the Phoenix Suns, plus 250, and the NBA's best record also belonging to the Phoenix Suns. Their 44th win last night, the second leg of a back-to-back, both against top teams in the Eastern Conference. Last night in Philadelphia, the Suns knocking off the Sixers 114-109. It was only the sixth game all year long that Phoenix has been booked as an underdog. A short spread, only a point and a half, but the Suns went outright. If you ever see Phoenix as an underdog again, you should probably find some profitability on the Suns. Now, 4-2 and two against the number as an underdog this year, and make sure you sprinkle on the money line as well. All four covers as an underdog out of the six games for Phoenix have also been an outright win. The Suns continue to stack up winning streaks, an 18-game win streak so far this year, followed by an 11-game win streak here as of late. Now, three straight wins for Phoenix as well. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the second hour of the morning after live from Los Angeles for Super Bowl 56 is now underway. Sirius XM Channel 159, our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens going around the association, away from football for the moment to recap a Tuesday night in the NBA. And the Phoenix Suns continue to do what they have done all year long. Now 44 wins capped off by a victory last night on the road in Philadelphia. The Suns winning outright as a one and a half point underdog against the Sixers. The total of 217 and a hook goes over. That's two straight for Philly. Four of the last five overs for the Phoenix Suns. Now the Sixers are one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. They have the fourth best odds to win the conference title in the East. But as a favorite this year not all that great ATS 15 and 19 against the number not covering by an average margin just under two points per game Joel Embiid has been fantastic all season long 34 points 12 boards last night for the NBA MVP favorite but look out for Devin Booker now the sixth best odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the league's most valuable player a game high 35 points for D-Book he has scored 30 or more in four of the last five for the Phoenix Suns you see Joel Embiid at plus 240 the favorite on FanDuel to win the NBA MVP the reigning NBA MVP winner Nikola Jokic just a dollar behind at plus 340 Giannis Antetokounmpo after a 44-point night just across the street at Crypto.com Arena, his odds slightly better on FanDuel as well. Plus 350, the third best odds to win the NBA MVP. That was professional basketball last night in the NBA. Let's hit the college ranks. A great Tuesday night across the country in college basketball. Number one goes down, and number three looked really, really good. Stay with us here on the morning after on Sportsbook. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Soak it up, everybody. Bask in its glory. A live shot of the Super Bowl Media Center inside the L.A. Convention Center in downtown Los Angeles. And we are live here from L.A. all week long on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network. I am your host, Ben Stevens. We look forward to Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl 56 now officially just four 
days away from the day of the big game. The Rams a four-point favorite. The over-under total 48.5 for Super Bowl 56 between Cincinnati and Los Angeles. And here at SportsGrid, we always want to make you an informed and better sports better, which means we want you to have a better experience this Super Bowl Sunday. We are launching our same game better experience contest today on our social media channels. That's not yesterday that's not tomorrow that's today on this wednesday at the midweek point on our social media channels all you have to do is follow our twitter accounts at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid tv and at SportsGrid radio reply with a picture of your losing bet slip and use the hashtag at a same game better experience and you could get up to five hundred dollars back that's the hashtag same game better experience with your losing bet slip and you could get up to five hundred dollars back if you've been following kevin walsh he loves losers you probably have some losers from that bet slip as well if you've been following me here as we talk college basketball at least yesterday for our bye 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 best bet purdue went over their team total of 76 and a half. Purdue looked fantastic last night. We go all around the country to recap a marquee Tuesday night in college basketball right now in the zone. Inside Mackey Arena, West Lafayette, Indiana last night, number three Purdue hosting number 13 Illinois in the Boilermakers, showing why they're a top five team in the country and why they are certainly a national title contender. Knocking off the Illini, sweeping the season series over Illinois, 84-68 last night. Purdue has now won six straight. They covered as a six-point favorite. They have covered in four of their last six games, all as a favorite throughout Big Ten play. And they have scored 80 or more points in six straight contests as well. Purdue is the most efficient offense in all of college basketball. Jaden Ivey has been on a tear. The outstanding sophomore guard for the Boilermakers. 26 points last night against the Illini. Zach Eady, the 7-4 guy that you can't miss on the floor of any Big Ten basketball game. 13 points. So Purdue, six games over at least 80 points. They have played five straight overs as well. Now there's a three-way tie at the top of the Big Ten conference because Illinois snapping their four-game winning streak. They are tied with Purdue. Also with Wisconsin and the 14th ranking Badgers and a huge night in the Big Ten go on the road to East Lansing and get the win over Michigan State 70 to 62 an ugly ugly first half between the Spartans and the Badgers only 52 points scored combined between the two sides but 80 in the second half made things exciting Wisconsin wins outright as a four-point underdog snapping a five game non-cover streak. Michigan State has struggled to cover numbers. They have now lost two straight. They have not covered in three straight. All of those games booked as a favorite. And in their last 10 games in Big Ten play, MSU just four and six against the number. The Big Ten is chock full of some of the best players in college basketball. And no, that's not just me, Big Ten Ben, saying that. You could look last night at Jaden Ivey. On the other side, the big man in Kofi Coburn. Two of the best bigs in the country in Travion Williams and Zach Eady for Purdue and also for the Wisconsin Badgers, Johnny Davis. 25 points last night to lead all scores. Six boards for the Badgers and gave a little goodbye to the Izzo there at the Breslin Center in East Lansing. The total of 138 because only 52 points scored in the first half stays under. Under in four of the last five games for the Badgers. That just came off an eight-game 
overstreak. That's not Wisconsin basketball. Under and four of the last five, that makes us feel a little bit more comfortable here on the morning after. So now as we look at the Big Ten title odds, again, a tie at the top among three teams between Wisconsin, Illinois, and Purdue, all at 10-3 and three straight up in Big Ten play. Yet the Boilermakers are now a favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook in minus money for the first time all year, minus 130. On the first day that legal online sports wagering became legal in the Empire State, I placed a bet on the Purdue Boilermakers to win the Big Ten at plus 480. So you can see where the value has gone. Purdue started off Big Ten play just one and two straight up, but it was so early, and now the Boilermakers certainly rounding into form. They have won six straight games. Illinois right behind them, second best odds at plus 260. Wisconsin, the third team in that three-way tie at the top of the standings, plus 500. So from the Big Ten, now to the Big East. A top 25 matchup last night in Connecticut. UConn bouncing back from a weekend loss to Villanova and knocking off number 18 Marquette, 80 to 72. All good things must come to an end. And if you have been riding the Golden Eagles against the number, that was a nine-game cover streak ending last night against the Huskies of UConn. Marquette had also won eight of those nine games, six straight games as a dog covering. They were a six-point dog last night against UConn, but it's the Huskies that cover. The first cover for UConn in their last four games. They've also gone over in eight of their last ten as the total last night of 139 in a hook pushes to the over. Adama Sonogo, a great big man for UConn, 24 points last night, a game high, and added 15 boards as well. Yesterday on the show, in the zone, Big East shoot-around host, college basketball play-by-play announcer for Fox Sports, John Fanta, told you to keep your eye on Justin Lewis, the freshman for Marquette. A great game even in a losing effort. 17 points, 9 boards for the freshman for Shaka Smart and Marquette. The Big East title odds now favor Providence at minus 170. We're all fried up here on the morning after. The Providence Friars, the favorites to win the Big East title at minus 170. Villanova behind them at plus 135, and then a very far drop-off to Marquette at 32-1. to And we had a shakeup in the SEC last night. Number one Auburn on the road in Fayetteville. Bud Walton Arena against the Arkansas Razorbacks and number one Auburn goes down. The top-ranked Tigers losing in overtime to the Razorbacks last night in Fayetteville. Arkansas winning in overtime 80-76, to snapping a 19-game winning streak for the Auburn Tigers. Arkansas winning outright as just a one-and-a-half point dog. Why only a one-and-a-half point dog even at home? Well, start to pay attention to the must bus. Eric Musselman has the boys working in the right direction. Arkansas 9-3 and three in SEC play, but they lost their first three games in conference action. They have won nine straight, and they have covered in five straight and in eight of those nine wins on this winning streak as well. Both times booked as an underdog in this nine-game winning streak. Arkansas has won outright. J.D. Note for the Hogs last night, a game-high 28 points. On the other side for the top ranked Tigers, Walker Kessler continues to be a double-double machine in the SEC. 16 points, 19 boards. Jamari Smith Jr., Jabari Smith Jr., excuse me, a team-high 20 points and nine rebounds. Auburn also, when you look at the national championship market, which has seen a great deal of movement in the last week or so on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Auburn got all the way up to plus 800, the shortest price we've seen on 
on the top-ranked Tigers all year after one loss last night on the road in overtime against the Razorbacks, already dropping back by $2 in the national championship market. Auburn now 10-1. to 1. I know my good pal Kevin Walsh, who is still here live in Los Angeles, is going to hate to hear this number. Gonzaga, a very, very short favorite to win the national championship on the FanDuel Sportsbook now, plus four. We haven't seen Gonzaga dip below plus 500 since the opening two weeks of the national championship market in the opening two weeks of the college basketball season. A very short price on the Zags once again at plus 480. Arizona working its way up the second best odds at plus 850. We are live from Los Angeles all week long inside the Super Bowl Media Center for the morning after on Sportsbook. Come right back after the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm pretty sure that was my flight out of JFK in New York City that landed here live in Los Angeles on Friday night. A beautiful Friday night in Los Angeles. A beautiful week all week long live here from L.A. inside the L.A. Convention Center live on the FanDuel Sportsbook set within Radio Row for Super Bowl 56 the morning after and sports grid here all week long. I am Ben Stevens, and let's take a look at Super Bowl 56. In the quarterback narratives, we are going to see potentially play out on Super Bowl Sunday. Now just four days away, and there hasn't been any line movement to update in terms of the spread and the total. Still at four points in favor of Los Angeles. An opener of three and a half that got up to four and a half, but for the last three to four days or so on the FanDuel Sportsbook has remained steady at four points in favor of L.A. The over-under also opened at 49 in a hook, got up briefly on Sunday night following conference championship weekend to 50, and has been at 48 and a half. Sharp money coming in early on the under, and it has stayed at 48 and a hook. The Bengals under in four straight. The Rams have split their last 10. Five overs, five unders. We have gone under six times in the last 12 Super Bowls, which means an even split at 50-50. Six overs as well. However, seven of the last 12 Super Bowls over this total of 48 in a hook. So all of the numbers that we might see, right, really can be correlated, the word of the week here on the morning after on SportsGrid, to the prop market. And mainly when you look at that over-under at 48 in a hook, maybe finding some value then in the quarterback prop market. Let's take a look at the latest odds in terms of the passing yards prop for Super Bowl Sunday between Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. These also have not moved in the last couple of days. Matthew Stafford remaining steady at 281 in a hook. Joe Burrow, 276 and a half. Matthew Stafford opened at 278 in a hook and now up to 281 and a half where it has remained for the last couple of days. Now, Matthew Stafford over in both of the last two games for the Rams offensively so far throughout this postseason. He's averaged over 301 yards passing in the postseason. 
also over this number of 281.5 and, and over 11 of the 17 regular season games. He averaged 287 throughout the regular season, the third leading passer in the NFL. Now, Joe Burrow only over that number of 276.5 once so far in the postseason. The game he was sacked nine times but threw for 348 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception against the Tennessee Titans. Joey B went on a tear throughout the final five games of the regular season, throwing for 400, 500 yards at times, and went over this number of 276.5 four of those final five games, but only over eight times in total throughout the regular season, averaging less than his passing yards prop for Super Bowl Sunday at just 271 yards. Neither passing defense all that great this year. The Rams ranking 12th worst in the league, 238.6 yards per game given up to their opponent in the passing attack on average. Cincinnati even worse than that. The seventh worst passing defense, 247.7 opponents yards per game passing. But there's also another discussion to be had here with some other prop markets based on the quarterback play that we will see throughout Super Bowl Sunday. Later on in the morning after, coming up in hour number three in our happy hour portion and live from the Super Bowl Sports Grid set, we'll look at defensive props for this game. Of course, the narrative is already out there. How will the Bengals' passing offensive line look against that Rams defensive front with Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd? We'll look at some sack props for both the Rams and I think some good value on the other side for the Cincinnati Bengals. But if they are causing pressure on the quarterbacks who at times have been prone to throwing interceptions, can we find some value there? Both quarterbacks favored, at least as the odds indicate, to throw at least one interception in just four days inside SoFi Stadium for Super Bowl 56. Matthew Stafford, FanDuel thinks he's going to throw at least one pick. Minus 172 right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook to throw an interception. Matthew Stafford tied for the league lead in what you don't want to be tied for. 17 interceptions in total throughout the regular season. He threw an interception in all but six games throughout the regular season, but Throughout the postseason, only one pick has played pretty clean football. That one INT happening in the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. You could make an argument that Jaquiski Tart should have picked off the second one and sealed the deal for the Niners, but that's in the past now. We look forward to Super Bowl 56 in just four days. Joe Burrow also threw 14 interceptions in the regular season. He has thrown two throughout the postseason, one against the Titans, one in the AFC title in inside Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs as well. And that's why both are juiced to throwing at least one interception. So there might be some options on the other side defensively to take advantage of that. And we'll break down all those numbers coming up in hour number three to give you all the perspectives that you need for Super Bowl Sunday. We have dove through the passing yards props, the offensive props. We will look at the defensive props today as well for Super Bowl 56. Maybe not an area you normally target on any given NFL weekend, but they are out there and I think there are some good prices to pay attention to to make sure you become the most informed and the best sports better you can be for Super Bowl Sunday. Another market that stands out as you look at the quarterbacks passing attempts. One of my favorite bets all year long because all you need is for them to drop back, have a relatively clean prop pocket, and to get a pass 
off. Doesn't have to be completed. It could be airmailed by over 20 yards or it could be intercepted by the other side. It all adds up one on the ticker. And both Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford at 36 and a half for their passing attempts. The reason it stands out to me is because both quarterbacks have gone over this number in two games so far this postseason. And both defenses have been thrown on a ton this year. Tied for the third most passing attempts given up to the other side. Both Cincy and L.A. allowing their opponents to throw 37.2 attempts per game. That is over the passing attempts prop that we have here at 36 and a half. So Joe Burrow over against Kansas City, 38, 37 against Tennessee, only 34 against Las Vegas, but also only went over 36 and a half passing attempts six times throughout the regular season. And as we talk about correlating the markets, if you think that Joe Burrow needs to go over his passing yards prop or his passing attempts prop in the six games that he did in the regular season, Cincinnati four and two in the two games, obviously throughout the postseason, and he went over 36 and a half. Well, Bengals winning, of course, both of those games as well. As we look at this graphic here, there is a match bet between these two, Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow, for the most passing yards in Super Bowl 56. The reason those prices are so short in comparison to each other, minus 114 for Matthew Stafford, minus 106 for Joe Burrow, because the yardage prop is only different by five yards. 281 in a hook for Matthew Stafford. He has gone over in the most recent two games for the Rams. 276 and a half for Joe Burrow. Only over once so far during these playoffs against the Tennessee Titans, where he threw for 348 yards. So if we're looking at passing yards and we're looking at passing attempts, who are the beneficiaries as we correlate all this value in the prop market? Of course, that would be the wide receivers. And shall we take a look at Cooper Cup's number to make sure it is still astronomically high for Super Bowl Sunday? And would you look at that? It is, but it has come down by a yard. Got all the way up to 106 and a half. Now stands at 105 and a half for the man we call Cooper Cup on the FanDuel Sportsbook. 105 and a hook for Cooper Cup in this receiving yards prop market. Jamar Chase behind that at 78 and a half. T. Higgins, 69 in a hook. And Odell Beckham Jr., 62 and a half. That got up to 63 and a half. An area I look in the receiving yards prop market, a bet I have already made for Super Bowl Sunday back when I was in New York and could online legal wager was Joe Mixon over then 25 and a half receiving yards. Now 24 and a half for the running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. Why? Because he has gone over in five straight over in every postseason game so far for Cincinnati and averaging more than 42 receiving yards throughout this five game span. Let's dive into that number for Cooper Cup because again as we expect the game flow to go if Matthew Stafford is throwing leading the Rams as they are right now as the favorite side to a Super Bowl 56 victory you look at 105 and a half for Cooper and you think that can't possibly be attainable but I don't think they can set the number high enough on the FanDuel Sportsbook for Cooper right now he has been outstanding going over this number at a ridiculous clip 
all season long. He's gone over 105.5, even at its peak at 106.5 in both of the most recent playoff games for the Rams. 142 in the NFC Championship showdown against the San Francisco 49ers. 183 receiving yards in that divisional round matchup in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. Cooper's also gone over this number in 11 of 17 regular season games. So you might be thinking to yourself, it's not going to happen again. The Bengals are going to try with all their might in their secondary to take away Cooper Cup. It doesn't matter. In 20 games for the Rams, both regular season and now into the playoffs, 20 total games, Cooper Cup has been targeted in the double digits 16 of those 20 times. The connection has been there since week one between Matthew Stafford and his first year with the L.A. Rams and Cooper Cup. They are going to get him the ball. His total receptions prop, eight and a half. He went over that number in both of the postseason games here most recently that he went over his receiving yards prop. He also went over eight and a half total receptions nine times in the regular season. Seven of those nine times also over his receiving yards prop of 105 in a hook. Joining us live on set next here live from L.A. It's the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow. Injury analysis for Super Bowl Sunday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live from Los Angeles, inside the Super Bowl Media Center, L.A. Convention Center in downtown L.A. The morning after on a Wednesday rolls on right here on SportsGrid in Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, but now very pleased to be joined live on the FanDuel Sportsbook set. It is the pro football doc himself, Dr. David Chow. We have spoke so many times through the airwaves, but now here live on set together. Dr. Chow, thank you for joining us here on the morning after. No, it's a pleasure. A little different than Zoom but yeah. it's always good to interact in person. It's it nice. is. And this Wednesday, now just four days away from Super Bowl Sunday, practice report day. We'll learn a little bit more about what the injury status of both teams is on SixScore.com, SICScore.com right now. You have the field view for both sides. What does it look like for both Los Angeles and Cincinnati? Well, of course, in general, by the time you get to the Super Bowl, you only get here because you're relatively healthy. Right. Like, as we talked before, we felt Tampa was banged up quite a bit, yeah. and that's one of the reasons they did not make it. We talked about the offensive line shuffle for the Green Bay Packers preventing them from doing a Super Bowl shuffle, and that happened. So the teams are healthier, but the in general, the Rams are the healthier side, mm. and they're going to get some help back this week. You watch. By Friday, they're going to get three other guys off of injured reserve. Don't sleep on Daryl Henderson at the running back spot. He's probably going to steal carries from Cam Akers because he's been DNP with his shoulder. Yeah. Sebastian Joseph Day is going to help on the defensive line and be back. And slot corner uh, Rochelle is going to be back most likely. At least two of those three will get returned, including Henderson. And that's going to help. And the Bengals, on the other hand, yeah. have some offensive line issues especially on their right side. And we haven't even talked about both tight ends yet. I know. We'll get to the tight ends. But let's start with that offensive line and the right side because the focus has been how are they going to stop Von Miller, 
Leonard Floyd, and especially Aaron Donald in the interior. In the soft spot of that Bengals O-line has always been the right guard and the right side. So what does that look like for Cincinnati this week? Well, you know, we all know that against the Tennessee Titans, who have a stout defensive line mm -hmm. in some ways similar to the Rams, uh, one of the top defensive lines, they, they gave up nine sacks. Yep. Now, in the uh, AFC Championship game, only gave up one sack, but Joe Burrow ended up scrambling a lot <laughs> more, which actually his knee is healthier. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we're doing at Sports Injury Central, kind of like you were looking at the injury advantages yeah. and, and thinking about, you know, Joe Burrow 12 and a half rush yards because of scrambling, because he's going to be forced out of the pocket. Either that or he's going to take sacks. Yeah, that you took the words right out of my mouth. One of the earliest bets I made for Super Bowl Sunday was Joe Burrow over then 11 and a half rushing yards, not because I think he's the greatest dual threat quarterback, but if they're even getting pressure on him, his ability to escape the pocket like we saw against the Chiefs inside Arrowhead, 25 rushing yards in that game. All right, the focus is going to be also on the tight end spots, really on both sides. Let's start with the Bengals. C.J. Uzama left that AFC title game, came back onto the field in crutches. It didn't seem like he would be available for Super Bowl Sunday. What's the latest update there? Well, both tight ends, Hig Tyler Higby and C.J. Uzama, uh, Uzama, he uh, – have MCL sprains. Mm. And what we've been saying at Sports Injury Central, if this were week 10 when they got hurt and this game were week 12, yeah. there's no way either one would play. This is the Super Bowl. Now, I've, I've had the fortune of working two Super Bowls as a host physician, but my Chargers <laughs> never made it when I was there. But I hear all the time about the magic healing powers of the extra week, right? Terrell right. Owens with the Eagles and his ankle fracture, the whole deal. I do believe that they both have a reasonable chance to play, and here's why. A, you're not worried about making the injury worse and missing the next four or six weeks. Mm -hmm. It's the last game. B, it's the Super Bowl. You want to play. And look, in CJ's case for the Bengals, he was there well before Zach Taylor was there. Yeah. And he's one of the longtime guys, and he's had his injury issues. How's Zach Taylor going to sit him down and say, all right, CJ, you're only 70%, and we're not going to go with you this week in the Super Bowl. Right. He's going to say, come on. His friends in the locker room are going to say, come on. Now, normally you might need to be 80 or 85% to play, but this is the Super Bowl. We'll see what he can do. I think he plays. He ran around the stadium at the send-off, still limping quite a bit. Yeah. I think he might be limited in part of the route tree in terms of what he can do, right. but I do believe that he will play. So that's my next question, right? because everybody is going to want to play in Super Bowl 56, but even the want to play and to suit up and to be out there, how efficient can either Tyler Higby or C.J. Uzama be? Well, it's an interesting situation. Uh, I think that because of, uh, in C.J. Uzama's case, the backup tight end, Drew Samples, more of a blocker. Yeah. Whereas Tyler Higby has a bona fide backup that can catch some passes. Mm -hmm. So it any return-to-play decision is multifactorial. Right. It's based on the player, the injury, what medical says, and what the matchups are in terms of what might be out there. So uh, because of the matchups and what it is, the Bengals are more likely to say, we need C.J. out there because Drew Sample's not a bad player, but he's not traditionally a big pass catcher. Right. And, you know, we'll just run limited routes with him that favor his injured left knee. In other words, if your left knee is injured and you're lined up on the left side, you're probably not doing a big, hard in-cut in mm -hmm. off your left knee. Uh, but you might do that in-cut off your 
off the right side. Right. So, you know, depending on where you're on the field, and, and look, the Rams aren't dumb. They'll know that too, right? I mean, it's not. I'm not the only one that looks at some of this stuff. Yeah, and none of those four tight ends that we've discussed, either Drew Sample or C.J. Uzama for Cincinnati, Kendall Blanton or Tyler Habe right now for the Rams have receiving yards props out there, but all featured in the anytime touchdown scoring prop market with the hope that maybe they are out there for Super Bowl Sunday. We have talked about this all postseason long, Dr. Chow, about Cam Akers and the magnificent return from a torn Achilles in training camp to be here, to play in the three postseason games for the Rams. You have mentioned at times he still doesn't seem like he's quite 100%. What do you think he looks like for Super Bowl Sunday against the Bengals? Well, what he's done is just fantastic. But uh, at Sports Injury Central and the YouTube stuff, we've done videos in comparison. What he looked like, in, Cam Akers looked like in the playoffs last year, explosive. What he looked like in the conference championships, good at times. Uh, if I have the numbers, I think he was 13 carries for 48 yards. Well, three carries in the first half accounted for 29 when the, the offensive line opened up holes. Yeah. The other 10 accounted for for. 29 than the rest of the game and he also left briefly with that shoulder issue which so far to date he has not practiced yet i'm sure he'll be back to some limited practice this week and he's going to play but when you have that when you have sony michelle always been sort of the the backup guy and he's got his own knee issues daryl henderson is now six weeks from his week 16 mcl injury mm. You haven't heard boo from him because he's still technically on an injured reserve, but his practice window is open. But because he's on injured reserve, there's not an injury status or practice report on him. Yeah. So he's the sneaky guy, but I would expect him to be activated by Friday uh, this week coming up. And then, of course, then all the props will get, will get put up there and whatever. But he's a sneaky one to watch. That's always a strong indication in my mind. If they have a prop, that might be an indication they will be out there for Super Bowl Sunday. Cam Akers' prop has gone up to 66.5. The Bengals allowing all three opponents so far in this playoff run to run for more than 100 yards. You mentioned that you have worked two Super Bowls as a host physician. The magical extra week to get everybody healthy and available for Super Bowl Sunday. At this point, Dr. Chow, do you think both teams' medical staffs know who is going to be out there come Super Bowl Sunday, or is there still stuff in the next four days they have to see? Uh, I think they know, but, you know, don't be surprised at game-time decision designations. We've talked throughout the year. Game-time decision means we, we know, but we're not telling you, or barring change, we know. I mm. mean, it's not a mystery. You're seeing them every day, twice a day. Look, during the Super Bowl time, the team physicians – leave the, normally you just come for the games or you come and go during super bowl week you leave your practice and you're with the team even the la team physicians are not just doing their surgeries on the side they're embedded with the team it's the super bowl yeah. and it's uh you know all hands on deck that left tackle spot for the la rams andrew whitworth who has played for both franchises of this super bowl 56 matchup now at 40 years old how healthy has he been able to remain this year and what can you say about just him being here as a left tackle at the age of 40. Well, look, him being here as a left tackle at the age of 40 is unbelievable. It's harder to be a left tackle at the age of 40 than a quarterback at the age of 44. Mm -hmm. But I still have to give a shout-out to my guy, Eric Weddle, yeah. who's playing safety and playing every snap at the age of 37. Yeah. 
and he quote came off his couch, right? He wasn't even doing football. I think he was playing some pickup basketball. That's how he said he was staying in shape. I, okay, but it's just yeah. not. I mean, when I say couch, it's proverbial couch, yeah. but it wasn't football. In some ways, it helps him because of the grind of the season. But yeah. 37 at safety is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, uh, he, he used to always tell me, and I texted with Eric, you know, oh, congrats when he first signed back on. And he's all excited. This is a Super Bowl chance. But when he first was coming back, I said, you, you know, you know, good luck, you know, the whole deal. And he goes, you know, Doc, I always tell you I made a steal. And I was in my mind saying, I just hope the steel isn't rusty. I yeah. know he's <laughs> as tough as he is, but he hasn't been. No. I mean, he's out there other than the number 20, which I don't, I'm not used to seeing yet. Yeah. He's up there line of scrimmage. He's directing everyone in his first game back. So he's done great. Whitworth has a quad issue on top of his knee and the ankle. Something to watch. Mm -hmm. Trey Hendrickson has a back issue. But I think Whitworth will be okay for this game. And, you know, obviously it's a great matchup. But what's so funny is, I don't think uh, the Bengals. I don't think. I don't think uh, Whitworth played with very many Bengals. I think only three Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> There's been you know lots of turnover uh, in the NFL. A very different Bengals team making their first Super Bowl since the 1988 season. You mentioned both teams relatively healthy. That's how they were able to get to this spot. We talked about some of the biggest injuries. Anything else across either roster that maybe we don't know that we should keep an eye on out for the next four days or so. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, you can adjust for the offensive line. For example, you can put a tight end over there on the right side and chip. You can have the running back over on that side. But it's hard to protect both sides. And, and uh, that's what you saw against Tennessee. They came from all sides because they have multiple strong players on the defensive line. And you've mentioned it with the Rams. It's not just about Aaron Donald. Look, it's not all, all just about Leonard Floyd. Sebastian yeah. Joseph Day is coming back. And let's not forget, Vaughn Miller, yeah. former Super Bowl MVP, yep. is on is was one of the pass rushers too. And I think last time I checked the FanDuel lines, his Super Bowl MVP prop was like 4,000 at plus 4,000, and he's a former Super Bowl MVP. Yep. Maybe the attention goes to, to Aaron Donald and others, and he has a more free run. So that's going to be the Bengals' biggest challenge, how to protect against all the different pass rushers. 14-1, to 1, Aaron Donald right now to win the Super Bowl MVP, the fourth shortest price. You have to scroll all the way down to 40-1 to 1 to find Von Miller, who actually leads the Rams in sacks this playoff so far with two. Aaron Donald a sack and a half and obviously has had an impact as well. A lot of value there. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, there is a ton of value because Matthew Stafford at plus 125, a quarterback generally wins these awards, but you can find some value deeper down the board as well. Dr. David Chow, the pro football doc, joining us live on set here in Los Angeles from the Super Bowl Media Center. Dr. Chow, what are the plans for the rest of the day? Uh, just roaming around. I just saw some other friends over there, the unscheduled stuff. I've got uh, an outkick and a fox hit and a Sirius XM uh, hit and uh, seeing some friends here. Usually before the Tampa Super Bowl, I would come for the whole week and, yeah. and uh, immerse. But, uh, you know, I'm just drove up from San Diego for the day. But we'll run into lots more people here. Early in the morning hours, though, so hopefully not too bad of traffic on your commute here to Los Angeles. And a lot of people are going to need your insight today, Dr. Chow, as it is practice report Wednesday. Now four days away from Super Bowl 56, just a couple of miles away, SoFi Stadium in L.A. The morning after rounds out hour number two next here, live on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
All right, more from Ben Stevens in the morning after uh, coming to you live here in just a minute from Radio Row in Los Angeles. I'm Joe Ranieri. Happy Wednesday here. And uh, we've got some news circulating, certainly here at the Sports Grid Network uh, last night in the NBA. Uh, in addition to trades galore, and uh, we are also hearing today, it's being reported that a possible Ben Simmons-James Harden trade uh, could be in the future here. And of course, we'll keep you posted on that. But in betting news, the NBA did it again. Nine and one last night for the favorites. That is a unbelievable four-day record right now. We are talking, guys. 25-3-1 against the number in the last four days in the NBA. That is what favorites are for nearly 90% clip. They are 27-2 and two straight up in those four days. Think about that for contrarian bettors and those who like to, uh, to play the dogs. They ain't barking outside of uh, the Phoenix Suns last night uh, getting a point and a half against the Sixers. That's it. And Atlanta against Dallas over the weekend, the only dogs to cash here over the last four days in the NBA. Now, we've got six more games in the association here tonight. So keep tabs, certainly, when it comes to the uh, trade deadline and uh, any news that we have about a possible Ben Simmons for James Harden swap. We've got you covered here on the Sports Grid Network. You got 50 college basketball games on the slate today. You got six in the NHL as well as the six in the NBA. So plenty of opportunities to make it a profitable Wednesday. And nobody, and I mean nobody, has their finger on the pulse live from LA, Radio Row, the site for the big game, T-minus four days. Then Ben Stevens and the rest of the Sports Grid crew coming your way. You don't want to miss it. Until then, though, best of luck with your plays tonight, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Morning after, next on The Grid. <laughs>